This is Long Story Short from the Connecticut Mirror and WSHU Public Radio. I'm Ebon Udang. You can read the stories we feature at ctmirror.org and wshu.org. Tom Condon writes about urban and regional issues for the Connecticut Mirror. He joins us to talk about his article on how the state welcomes Afghan refugees with open arms and driver's licenses. Hello, Tom. You write that more than 700 Afghanis have come to live in Connecticut, more than double the original target number, thanks to a public-private partnership put together by Governor Ned Lamont. I should say public-private nonprofit task force. Could you tell us a little bit more about this task force and the fact that two long-standing locally-based refugee resettlement agencies are involved? Sure. When um, the federal government asked Governor Lamont to initially take some Afghan evacuees, he put together a task force from the immigrant resettlement agencies, the major ones. And they're based based locally in in Bridgeport and New Haven. And New Haven and Bridgeport, yes. And the coalition based in Hartford because it's mostly involved working at the Capitol. Um, In addition to that came people from state agencies. You know, for example, Department of Motor Vehicles had a had a driver's license day where they offered driver's tests in um, two of the languages of Afghanistan, Pashto and Dari. And Department of Housing got involved helping people find housing. Department of Early Childhood provided baskets for small children of, um, of care goods. So there was, uh, they appointed a state African refugee coordinator as well from the Department of Social Services to make all the pieces work together. So it was a very effective public-private nonprofit partnership. Okay, now you focused specifically on two of the refugees, Hosna and Imal. And, yes. and, and of course, the driver's licenses that you mentioned. Uh, could yeah. you tell us a little bit more about these two uh, people that you focused on? They are amazing people. Hasna came earlier. Her husband had worked for USAID, United States uh, Agency for International Development, which made him a potential target for the Taliban. They, they came in 2016. Our husband then commuted back to uh, Afghanistan to continue to work for USAID. And until last summer, when it became uh, impossible for him to stay, she's amazing. She learned English. She's getting a college degree. She volunteers to work with other immigrants. She works at Sanctuary Kitchen in New Haven, which is an amazing place where immigrant refugee chefs hone their skills and, uh, you know, produce various ethnic foods for sale. It's an amazing place. She works there. She has two children in the New Haven school system in third grade and fifth grade. So Hasna is leading a very full life. And she also, she speaks on refugee issues and volunteers um, at um, IRIS, uh, the Immigrant Refugee, uh, Connecticut Institute for Refugees and Immigrants. So, um, so she's amazing. Imal Walazada is uh, 23 years old. He's a college graduate, has done uh, in Afghanistan, has done graduate work in India. He had his own business. He had an IT business creating um, management systems for various companies uh, and other things. He's also an inventor. Uh, He invented a 
a robot that could detect unexploded ordnance, could detect explosives, and he won some international awards in Asia for this invention. So a very creative young man. Uh, his older brother worked for an American contractor, which meant that there was a bullseye on his back. He left Afghanistan uh, last summer. He said he had a terrible, you know, had a terrible ordeal getting out. He had to spend six days at the Kabul airport, no food, very little water, finally got to Qatar. And from there, he was in like the 17 days there. He got to Fort Dix, New Jersey. He was there. Now his, his brother had brought over their mother and sister, and they were living in Hartford. His father tragically had died of COVID. So he was able to, he came to Hartford with $5 in his pocket. And he, he got a job in a pharmacy warehouse, but he is now trying to get his own business up and running. He wants to be a businessman. And all of this, and he's 23 years old. So uh, really an, an amazing young man. And uh, keep an eye on him. I think he's gonna, I think we'll hear from him again. We've had a long line of refugees who have resettled here in Connecticut very Absolutely. successfully over the years. Yes. And now President Joe Biden has pledged to accept 100,000 Ukrainian refugees and about 20,000 might end up in Connecticut. And uh, so we're well placed to be able to receive them? Well, yes. Uh, that's at least that's the word from the resettlement agencies. But you know, you make it it really is an interesting point. Connecticut has over the years and we can, I mean, the actual, you know, the European founders of the state were religious refugees, Puritans. But right through the Irish potato famine and pogroms in Europe, World War I, Connecticut has been a welcoming state for refugees. And there's no reason to think that Ukrainians won't be welcomed here also. There's, there is, as you say, there's a sizable Ukrainian-American community in Connecticut. There's Stanford, Hartford, New Britain some New Haven, Bridgeport also, so there are a number of Ukrainian churches. We will, we will welcome them, and they will, they will become you know, welcome and useful citizens of Connecticut as waves of immigrants before them have. Well, thank you so much, Tom. Tom Condon writes about urban and regional issues for the Connecticut Mirror. His article is titled, State Welcomes Afghan Refugees with Open Arms and Driver's Licenses. Long Story Short comes from WSHU Public Radio and the Connecticut Mirror. You can read the stories we feature at ctmirror.org or wshu.org. I'm Eban Udama.